a textile workers around this country. I had to work and got four or five kids and can't pay the wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the motivators. I am broken, Matt Hardy, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multivers. Make sure to check them out. The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show. Episode 20, man. The big 2-0. 2020, oh. episode 20. Whatever you oh. want to call it, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> another week man it was a good week in wrestling uh not too much news but the new japan g1 started this weekend and man the, those first two uh the a block and b box both had their first few matches and they were both really good man really really good um but before we hop into that how you doing man i'm good brother how about yourself just hanging out you know various one yeah. today you love to see that <laughs> you love to see it that was yeah episode 20 we've been doing this for 20 weeks it doesn't seem like that it really doesn't, honestly. But what else? Time That's is right. time is a flat circle right now, man. Yep. Episode it's, twenty is going to go a lot better than the year twenty twenty. That's for damn sure. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Unless Fuck, we I don't, don't know, know about happening. I, I don't want to know what's good if it doesn't. Shit. <laughs> My yeah, microphone that, is on fire <laughs> or something. I don't know what. That fan above your head's coming down on some Final Destination My shit. God. <laughs> shit. It might take me out, and I'll be lucky. One of the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I'm next because I watched it happen. Isn't that how Final Destination Shit. works or something like that? Yep, Final uh, Destination. Or you uh, you dreamed it. or so. I don't fucking know how the – we're both dead. That's yeah. it. That's it. Those are good movies, though. Shout out to Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all 20 of them. There's 20 exactly. of them. Yeah. Episode 20 of the Go Host Show. Sponsored by Final Destination 20 coming out next year. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but nah, man. Uh, so let's hop into some wrestling. The, like I said, the G1 started this week, and it started off with a bunch of really good matches. The A Block saw Will Ospreay make his return to New Japan after six, seven months since the whole quarantine shutdown happened. And he came and beat the Tokyo pimp, Yujiro Takahashi, he, as is expected. If, if Yujiro yeah, came. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Was, I didn't see it, and even I knew he was, Osprey yeah. was going to win. Yeah, it was a good match, though. Um, a good match from what Yujiro can do. Yujiro's decent, but... Yeah, yeah. He's definitely the bottom-tier Bullet Club, it seems like. No yeah. offense to him. I would, for sure, hang out with him. No doubt. <laughs> Tokyo and the Pimp, Oh, uh, Shout out to Pieter. Pieter, however you say her name. Yeah, P- yeah. Pieter, I think. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But shout yeah. out to her. Shout out to Tokyo Pimp, but he lost here. <laughs> <laughs> but next we saw Tai Chi beat Jeff Cobb in bed. Tai Chi's interview after, he said, It's amazing. This man's fighting for the honor of all the sumo wrestlers. He's calling this man Jeff Cobb fat. 
Tai Chi's crazy. My God. <laughs> it was a really good match, though. It's really cool to see Jeff Cobb over there. It seems like he got his full, a full contract because he wouldn't be over there right now if he didn't, I'm assuming. so. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> and uh, Minoru Suzuki got the win over Tomohiro Ishii, Stone Pitbull. <laughs> Stone Pitbull was not, didn't have enough in him to go against the uh, Gat-style pile driver. Yeah, right. I thought I didn't know which way that one. I didn't watch the match, but yeah. I'm sure it was a, a slobber knocker. Oh, they, sure. it was stiff. Big meaty men. <laughs> it was very, very stiff. And what I thought was my favorite was my favorite match of the uh, A Block first day. Jay White beat Shingo Takagi. Man, Jay White's like counter wrestling and his just like awareness to like drop down at the perfect time when somebody's going for a move or just the little things like that. So good, man. He looked really good in this match. It was really cool to see him back wrestling in New Japan. I know he'd been at the uh, New Japan Strong shows they were doing in the States on commentary, but nothing like having him back in the in the New Japan ring. I think it was in Osaka, I'm pretty sure. So it was really cool to mm-hmm. see him back. And the main event of A-Box Night 1 was Kota Ibushi against the Rainmaker, Kazushika Okada. And Ibushi got the win here with the Kamagoye. It was really cool. Yeah. The, the last few, this last sequence was both of them going for Okada's really working the uh, camel clutch here. Mm. Or the Cobra clutch, actually. Cobra clutch, not the camel clutch. Yeah. Cobra clutch. And Abushi kept trying to roll out and go for the Kamagoye. And at one point, Okada goes for the Kamagoye. And then Abushi reversed it and then hit the Kamagoye for the win. It was really cool. Oh. And you didn't see one, one single Rainmaker in this match. Weird. Hmm. Saving it. I guess that protects him <laughs> a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that was the night one for the A block. And then Sunday morning, which was this morning, I guess, <laughs> technically, saw the B block have their first matches. And Juice Robinson got the win over Yoshihashi, which I expected for sure. And Yeah. If I had to put money on it, I'd say <laughs> Juice. Yeah. And so when, when you hear these two names, what do you think is going to happen? Sonata and Toriano. <laughs> um, a little bit of I don't know, a little jokey, but not, but still serious a little bit. Nope. Like I feel like Sonata's <laughs> pretty, you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a weird pairing. Yano, I don't know what happened. Yano won by count out. He tied what? <laughs> he tied Sonata to. I forgot who it was. Somebody came out for a run-in, and he uh, tied their ankles together so he couldn't get into the ring. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it was hilarious. What the fuck? Yano's hilarious, man. <laughs> exactly. That's Yano. I'm just doing my impression Yano. <laughs> he just shrugs and has like a oh kind of face. Exactly. He's the king of pro wrestling. <laughs> He's the king of bootleg DVDs. He's the king of the two-count match. <laughs> What a legend, man. <laughs> so, yeah, legend. Yano got his first win in the G1 already. That was and, his first win ever in the G1? Or no, Oh, this year. He beat Moxie gotcha. last year in the G1. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Isn't that the one where he had, Mox had, the, he like had his young boy get the money? Young yeah. <laughs> that was great. So good, That was man. great. Shout out to Shooter, man. Shout out to Aminu. Where you at? Yo. But, man, the next match was Stiff City, man. Kenta and Hiroki Goto. They were Ooh. kicking the hell out of each other. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it was super stiff. Wait, Kenta ended up winning. He had him. He put him like a. It's like an Anakin Vice type thing, and made him tap out. So Kenta oh, got wow. the win here. <laughs> and dude, this next match ruled so much. 
Evil against Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, wow. So good, dude. The finish of this match was so sick. So Evil goes for the everything is evil. Zack, like, rolls out of it, flips Evil over, and goes to, like, the craziest European clutch pin for the win. It was, like, so smooth, so happened so fast, and the crowd was hot. Liger, Liger was yelling at the top of his lungs. He was like, Zack Sabre Jr., ZSJ. He was going, or he was losing it. It was so sick. <laughs> I love crazy. It. I never would have thought he would have won. Dude, definitely why? put it on evil. I loved it. Loved it, dude. The crowd was behind Zach here too. Like they were hot for him. Ooh. I thought it was really sick. That's good, man. He's been he's been busting his ass for years. Yeah, so that's for sure. It'd be cool for him to win the whole thing. Honestly, that'd be nuts. I would love that. Zach Saber Junior rules, man. There's a I, reason it was the main event. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. I thought you said oh. that was the main event. It was one of my favorite matches on it, but the best match gotcha. of the whole weekend was the main event of B-Block, Tatsuya Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Man. Tanahashi yeah, that's definitely came. the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Tanahashi came out with fire, man. He was fired up. This is the most aggressive I've seen Tanahashi in a long time. He was... Wow. Like he, he hit a high-five flow from the top rope to the outside. So sick. <laughs> what the fuck? The ace. The eight. Go ace, man. But... It wasn't enough because, of course, the Tranquilo one, Tetsuya Naito, (laughs) got the win. And this match ruled. I definitely recommend watching. If you're going to watch any of the matches from the first weekend, I'd say Shingo J, Abushi. Honestly, I'm I'm just going to name all of them, honestly. Just watch both both these shows. They both ruled, man. Just Just watch anything New Japan does. Yeah, but that match was one of my favorites. And wh- find the finish of the Zack Sabre Jr. match because it was so sick. <laughs> I'll have to send okay. it to you after this show because yeah, yeah. it ruled. It ruled. I'm very excited for the next round of uh, matches. I'm, I can't wait. It, I don't know where it's going, honestly. like I'm not sure who's going to win because Evil lost in the first match already. Yeah, Obviously, Evil it's lost. A, it's just Bullet Club alone. It's just Kenta and Jay, Jay White. Well, it's right. it's... It's the G one, so there's multiple matches. Like losing once doesn't mean you're out. Like it's like the point gotcha. system. So, oh, that's right, that's right. Yep. So but still, I don't know. Thing. It'll be very interesting. We're excited for it. But yeah, that was a uh, new Japan. There wasn't too much news, so that was the main thing from this weekend. Besides the regular schedule programming that we talk about. So let's speaking of that schedule programming, let's hop into Monday Night Raw. Man, it opened up with Drew McIntyre challenging Randy Orton for it ambulance match which <laughs> that's just i mean i get it because they've both been taken away in ambulances but i haven't heard that stipulation in a while so that kinda, yeah kinda caught me off guard. ambulance match i feel like rollins and john moxley there was an ambulance match or something like that i could see that probably or roman reigns and bray wyatt maybe was an ambulance match i don't remember maybe i remember specifically there was an john cena match. having one with somebody but i can't remember who it was I think JBL. I think it was seen in JBL. <laughs> I that think, just sounds right. That might have been the one where he put him through the limousine. Top God, of his limousine. No, that, that was the last man standing, wasn't it? I think so. I think that, that ruled. Was, yeah, that was a great match. <laughs> was really I feel match. like anytime John Cena and JBL wrestled, they had to get like a blood transfusion afterwards just because they were fucking covered in blood. JBL was killing everybody back then, man. Oh yeah. He was top of the fucking game back he then. He was like, a wrestler. It's crazy God. to think that because like ruthless aggression, tra- like trans, like transitioning, transition, transitioning. What's a easy for me to say? 
transitioning <laughs> into like the PG era. Yeah. It's funny that the ruthless aggression era kind of was just so like bloody and it was so, yeah. just fucked. Yeah, it was that, fucking huts. That match of JBL and Eddie still one of the <laughs> that that shot of Eddie's head just literally squirting blood. Yeah. Nuts. That dude. was fucking nuts. Nuts. <laughs> JBL was a badass, bro. That APA like, was no. hot. Yeah, straight up. Shout out to the APA, man. Acolytes yep. Protection Agency. Sorry but, about this. Don't take this ass whooping personally. Yep. <laughs> you almost went sorry about your damn luck. Shout out to James Storm. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to APA theme song. One of the best for sure. Top five for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, this theme song's episode is coming. It's coming. Just right. pay us both $20 and that's it. Yes, we'll start the Patreon. It's coming. <laughs> Patreon. Speaking of it's coming and a theme song, that rock theme song, it's coming. Damn. Like the, the Hollywood rock theme song? I don't know what yes. he says. Yes. It sounds like he says it's coming. I think you're right. I think you're right. With like Either the, it's coming the helicopters or... coming in. Nah, it rules. <laughs> yes. I do remember that on the big skyscraper. It was like a yeah. uh, movie. So good. Huh? Yeah. It's coming, man. It's coming. But back to Drew McIntyre. <laughs> he challenges Randy Orton to an ambulance match. And I guess Drew's still not cleared. So Paul, uh, I said Paul Pierce. Almost. <laughs> not Paul Pierce. Adam Pierce. Not Paul Pierce. He's on a different channel. Shout out to the Celtics. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Adam Pierce says that if Drew doesn't beat Keith Lee in the main event, Keith gets his title match at Night of Champions. So. Big spot for Keith Lee there, so we'll come back and talk about that at the end of the show. Next match was uh, the Street Profits against Cesaro and Nakamura. I was kind of disappointed in this match, honestly. It didn't get as much as I was hoping it was because those four in the ring together just seems like it'd be crazy. And it was a good match, but I just I was hoping for like a pay-per-view quality match on Raw right there. Then we didn't get that. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned pay-per-view match. I thought they were going to save this for Clash of Champions. Maybe they run it back. I would be yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe with they that. do it again, do it better, or maybe they're just holding. Maybe they're holding back. They don't want to go all out and they're yeah. for pay per view. But why waste it? You know what I mean. I could see that for sure. Yeah. So, but after that, uh, Cedric Alexander comes out and explains why he joined the hurt business. That he he was tired of getting beat up. Basically, so I, I need a protection, man. <laughs> so he has a match against Ricochet, which. It was another decent match, but Cedric ended up, dude, the way Ricochet got the did the best sell of the lumbar check I've seen in a long time. He got killed with that. Yeah, that was the highlight of this match was that that, <laughs> that lumbar check like, was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the match was okay. I, I don't know. I expected it to be like the the takeaway match from the show, but so it did just I for sure. wasn't. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but. but. They work their ass off, so maybe they'll come back back around to it for the pay per view. Because these dudes, dude, give them like fifteen minutes and just let them go. That's all right. they need. Yeah, but I don't know if that's talent or uh, not talent, but I don't know if that's like somebody in their ear, like you can't do the fucking video. Yeah, games or you know what I mean. Something that's stupid. Probably, yeah. I, I feel like they could have a crazy match though, but oh, for sure, it was an okay match for sure. Uh, next, we saw Retribution. They had a little promo saying that they're. <laughs> They warned the WWE that they're going to destroy the foundations of the company, and they also mentioned that they um they had they spent some time at the performance center. So mm. there's a mm. little bit of, I guess we could talk about the. I'll wait to talk about it after the match with um 
Kevin Owens because I kind of have an idea of what they, where it's going with that, but we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. So yeah, they they basically said they mentioned their time at the performance center, and then they say that they're gonna destroy the company from the bottom up, I guess, basically. So <laughs> they just start like fighting everybody, and then eventually uh, it just shows Vince in gorilla position. Oh, He's like God. has a headset on, and they just all surround and start beating the hell out of him. I would love that. I would love that. They'll be the biggest baby faces in the company. That would be at that great. Point. That would be. I mean, that makes sense. You know, yeah, once you beat everybody up. in the company, you get to the top and you just beat the hell out of Vince with like rape the Mysterio family with kendo sticks. Exactly. Beat the hell out of them. <laughs> exactly. <But goddamn. laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's such good shit. <laughs> it's such good shit to beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> but yeah, man. <laughs> I guess we'll see where retribution's going. I have a few ideas. Like I said, we'll talk about that in a second. But next, we saw Oscar against Mickey James. And the finish of this was so weird, man. It, it seemed like Mickey got kind of knocked loopy or something. Yeah, or definitely. Like she got dropped in her head or something. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was from, but it didn't look like she tapped out. But the ref just kind of called it when she was in the Oscar lock. It was very strange. It came out very weird. <laughs> yeah, this might be one of those things where we're here next week or I don't know. Monday or Tuesday, uh, that she suffered a concussion or something, yeah. bopped her head or landed the wrong way. Yeah, this was this was odd, man. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> really, yeah. really weird, man. And speaking of weird, man, this man Bobby Lashley squashes Eric. <laughs> Ivar gets in- injured, and the next week Eric's getting squashed. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You can't have a like five minute match. Good God. The this best was- part of the Mickey James and Oscar match was uh, Zelina Vega. Oh yeah. Yeah, the whole Coming thing was at the end. Yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. And before that, actually, I forgot to mention this that she had the little, she kind of walked out on uh, Garza and Andrade because they were both yeah. arguing. She was like, I'm done with it. They, she left them. So maybe that whole group's exploding there. So maybe she won't be with either of them. Yeah. No more uh, Los and Globarabes that day WWE. Exactly. I, I, got, I came up with that great name and <laughs> just going to waste. Took the pencil right from you. I <laughs> snapped it right in front of me. <laughs> oh, goddamn, pal. <laughs> this is not good shit. But yeah, Lashley made this man Eric tap the master lock. The the hurt lock, which is what they call it now. That's so much better than Ooh. the Lashley lock. The hurt lock, that rules. Yeah. Nice. Like the hurt locker. Yeah, I get they, it. That, exactly. That That's cool. The Lashley lock is just like, okay, but it's either master lock or the hurt lock. Call it whatever you want, but it's the master lock. <laughs> yeah, put some respect on it. Shout out Chris Masters. I'm, I'm, I'm like holding out hope that he's somehow in the scramble match for uh, at a uh, spring break. Because I want to see somebody. <laughs> I mean, they. I don't know if they just wrestled or they're about to wrestle, but him and Carlito are teaming up to fight Danhausen and Effie. Oh right my here god! Point. Are you serious? right here in Crown Point, Indiana? Yeah, Satanic. What is it? The gay Satanic the gay, panic. The, the gay Satanic panic. <laughs> yes. They're Genius wrestling name. Carlito and Chris Masters. That's literally SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 career That's mode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> character create mode versus the roster, the real roster. That's literally what it is. <laughs> that rules, man. Dude, give me Carlito in the scrum match. Oh, fuck yeah. He, he spits can't... in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I guess he can't really do his full gimmick right now because pandemic, but... Oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> Damn. He... He laughs throw, in the face. Throw uh, apples at people. <laughs> he puts a mask on the face of people who don't want to be cool. I like that. There you go. Hey. I just want to see Carly, but that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine he comes out of spring break. <laughs> that would rule. 
What was his theme song even? I don't remember. It was just like him saying, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. And it was like a Caribbean, it was just like Caribbean music. Like the, uh, the washboard thing with the drumstick. And he, yeah. And it was just like a beat over that. Yeah. Cause his original name was Car- Carlito Caribbean cool. Wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like a no way Jose, but better. Carlito will rule, <laughs> like good. man. I don't care. Carlito was sick. Yeah, he was great. He was for sure good. He was over. <laughs> yeah, that dude was sick. I don't and know then, why he didn't go. And then Ric Flair. He, told I don't know why he he's lazy. bigger. Remember that the one segment where Ric Flair is like shooting on him in the interview? He's like, yeah, you would have been so over if he didn't suck or something. Damn. The <laughs> he, fuck? He was like, what was that? I can't remember exactly the details of it. But I remember mm-hmm. something where it was him and Ric Flair in a segment backstage. And Ric Flair was like shooting on him, basically just saying like, how he was lazy and he if he worked harder he would be the number one star in the company or something something like that. that's what i i heard that on a podcast one of the conrad thompson shout out to him one of his podcasts he they mentioned that either bruce pritchard or somebody jim ross yeah. they just said the fact that he relied too much on his dad's company in puerto rico to fall back on to yeah. he knew guy there and then chris masters too he never uh he never really got too big he wrestled uh sean michaels in 2005 at what the fuck was that backlash? There's a 2005 match ahead with Shawn Michaels that was fantastic. And I can't yeah. remember. Chris yeah. Masters. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think I remember that actually. Yeah, yeah. That was this. That was the match where Matt Hardy came back, or the I'm sorry, that oh. was the paper where Matt Hardy came yeah, back yeah, to yeah, fight yeah. Edge yeah. in a steel cage and shit. So I yeah, it was that. dope. Sum- SummerSlam might have been SummerSlam. I don't know. I have to look it up. Have to check that out. Shout out to Chris Masters. Shout out to Carlito. Yep. <laughs> I shout out to Carlito Lashley. <laughs> yeah, shout out to, that's how we got on that. I was like, how the hell did we get our Carlito? <laughs> but yeah, man, Bobby Lashley's out here squashing Eric. Hopefully, Ivor comes back so Eric can get stopped getting squashed. All right. But next, we had the cage match between Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins. It was pretty fun, man. I thought that was, mm-hmm. was a pretty fun cage match. It wasn't it was weird to have a cage match in the middle of the show, I thought. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like, that was weird. You feel like they save that till the end. That's a good point. Yeah, but maybe because it wasn't like the craziest thing, so they kind of yeah wanted wanted to save the big segment for the end, like they did. So I guess makes sense. Makes sense. But uh, Rollins and Mark Murphy basically imploded here because Rollins wins with the stomp, and after Murphy gets basically just stomped out by Rollins, he because before the match, Rollins was like, "Yo, stay in the back," and. Murphy disobeyed his orders, came out, tried to assist him, but he, <laughs> the Kendo stick he brought out ended up getting used on Rollins, and Rollins ain't like that. So it seems like the <laughs> disciple might be no more. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he, I wonder what he does. If he t- joins the Mysterios or something. I don't know. <laughs> Buddy Mysterio. Oh, Murphy man. Mysterio. <laughs> Give him a Kendo stick. He's already been beat into the family. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beatings, man, next we go to Raw Underground, and this man, <laughs> Braun Strowman, comes in. and he Well, first, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Riddick Moss have a pretty decent fight, which which was pretty cool. And then Braun it, comes in and refuses to get out the ring. So Titus O'Neil steps up to him, and Titus kicks him with a little bit of a double, double leg takedown, which was pretty good. <laughs> I love that. I don't know what it is, but it's so sick. It's some college thing. I don't know which one, but God, shut up the times, dude. How good is the primetime players theme? Make a move, make a move, oh, make a million dollars. Hell yeah! Primetime uh, players. What Gary was that? Young. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was their like catchphrase? Oh, what was it? It was like money, money, money. It's something with money or something, millions and millions and millions or something. Uh, the millions and millions. Wrong million. gimmick, brother. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's gimmick infringement, brother. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Santos Odeo, man. He, uh, he got a little bit in, but Braun ended up killing him with, I think it was like a big year in Nagi, I'm pretty sure it was, which yep. he kind of killed him with. And then Ziggler and Riddick <laughs> Moss both jump on Braun, and it's not enough. And then. <laughs> Dabakato steps up and they start. Boy. I just called him Dabakato. Wow. Baba Tune did. I was going to say, damn, he fucking is playing it straight. He he got me this week. No, sir. Hold on. Baba Tune steps up. Let me get it right. (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Baba Tune steps up and they get in each other's face and shit. Man's like, no, no, no. This is a money fight. We got this next week. So we got the main man, Baba Tune and Braun Strowman in Underground next week. What do you Baba, think of Raw Underground? I I wish it was more like it's getting goofier and goofier, and I don't want it to. I want it to be I want it to be like just them shooting on each other. Yeah, it's cool that they're like putting more people. It seems like they're adding a like a main. It's always a main roster guy. Yeah, uh, you got some underground. Yeah, to no pun intended. You got some like lesser <laughs> seen guys like Riddick Moss or Babatunde, obviously. But yeah. I think it's cool that they add i just wish it wasn't so much of like a five minute squash exactly i definitely time. agree and then I definitely agree always baba tunde standing standing tall but hey, baba tunde can do whatever he wants yeah. that's the that's that main man it, i wish it wasn't a five minute squash with or a five minute match with shane mcmahon going he's had enough he's enough that's enough yeah he's going oh 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 yeah. <laughs> we don't need his commentary yeah for real turn that man's mic off let him talk when the, when the fight is over <laughs> Yeah, but now it's, it's underground. I think if they can work out the kinks, it, it's a cool idea. I just think they need to tighten up the screws a little bit or something. It's a little loose around the edges right now. I feel like. Yeah, that might be. Uh, it might be coming. I don't know. We'll I hope see. so. But next we got the uh, match between Alistair Black and Kevin Owens, and we, of course, uh, Black attacks Owens from behind before the bell. They have a little bit of back and forth, but the lights end up flickering in this match, and that distracted Black enough for him to for KO to hit a stunner for the win. And the, I I had this theory, but then again I thought of it again. So my my theory was that it's gonna be for, like since it's NXT people, they're helping out former NXT people. But then again, Aleister Black was also NXT, so that kind of that was my original yeah. thought. So I don't I don't know what they're. I feel like there has to be some kind of like relevance to the matches they're interfering in. You would think, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and it wouldn't it make more sense. I mean, maybe I'm taking this too literal, but wouldn't it make more sense if like we're gonna start from the bottom to the top or whatever they said? Like, wouldn't they go from Raw Underground, start there, and then like dominate everybody there, and then start attacking people main roster, and then Vince at the end? I don't know. I. Yeah. I guess we'll see where it's going, but I hope they give Ron, um, not Ron's Owens and Alistair Black a full pay per view match, like a full full pay per view yeah. match. Come on, they, that's a get five it, star. If they get it, it'll rule, man. It'll rule. Speaking of something that didn't rule, uh, Riot Scott Squad and Lana and Natalia. This match was not good, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna no, play it, it straight. It was, it was not good. And uh, after the match, 
<laughs> the first week of Miro being on AEW, they made Lana take a table bump immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay for what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Go see where I can shove that brass ring now, huh? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, be going through the glass ceiling, right through the announce table. <laughs> she, they, Nia Jax hit her with the Samoan drop through the announce table. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Miro, look what you've done. <laughs> Not Lana Day. It's not Lana Day at all. <laughs> but it seems like it might be getting close to Keith Lee Day. So Ooh. look at that segue right there. <laughs> but we got the main event. We're Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. And I don't like that singlet they got Keith Lee in, man. I don't like I don't like that at all. He looks the weird. Skirt thing, right? No, the, the singlet. He has like the he has like the straps now. But like Oh, it, that's right. That's right. I'm getting confused from like the first ago. week, yeah. I, I don't like it on him. It it, it yeah. doesn't. It's not Keith Lee. What's wrong with the shorts? Is it just you think that's Vin, like I gotta they, cover him up, pal? Or they something? don't want him to have a, no shirt on. But he he looks sick without a shirt. He just he does look fine. Looks great. I don't know. They they've tr- they're trying everything they can to get this man to have a shirt on. I really yes, hate so. it. I hate the singlet on him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the singlet. I didn't like the skirt shirt thing or whatever that was. It's like just let him be just, Keith Lee, man. Yeah, exactly. Come on, don't fix it if it ain't broken. Yeah, there was some good back and forth here in the matchup between him and McIntyre, but at one point at the end, Retribution ends up hitting the ring and they are surrounded and they start brawling out. Everywhere, and then as the brawl continues, the hurt business music starts. With the hurt, their music is sick. Speaking of theme music, their theme is sick. They come down looking like the Avengers, <laughs> they hit the ring, they start beating down on uh retribution on the outside. And then this this shot was sick. The shot of um Keith and Drew doing the toe at the same time that was sick. Yeah, and, like and they ended up with basically her business laying in some punches on. All of retribution, and then Keith and Drew just kind of giving each other like a side eye, basically. Yeah. So, so it seems like what we said last week is going to happen as far as a triple threat. I yeah, think. it's definitely Maybe. where it's going. Hmm. I would say so for sure. But, but the doctor, or, or what's his name, Adam Pierce? Yeah, Adam Pierce. He said that Drew or uh, Randy Orton may not be cleared to wrestle for Clash of Champions. Well, they've been saying that about Drew also, so. That's true. Yeah. So, I I would predict either a three-way or just him and Keith Lee again. Yeah. Uh, and then Orton at the next big one, main one. I think Orton's taking the belt at this pay-per-view. At Clash of Champions, really? Yeah. I think mm. so. Because can, can they really do another Drew and Orton match after that? I don't think Yeah. They... yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. If he's in the match, I would agree. I think the story needs to end if he's in this match for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that too. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see tomorrow night what happens on Raw because we're recording this on a Sunday, breaking breaking the fourth wall there. <laughs> but you're, uh, breaking, you're giving away the business, brother. <laughs> so let's hop into Impact, man. This is a really fun episode. Opened up with uh, Susie and Kylie Ray defeating Diana Perrazzo and Kimberly. Susie hit the uh, panic switch on Kimber for the win. I and Susie's kind of like showing glimpses of the Sue Young character, so she, they might be going back towards having her play this, do the Sue Young thing again. Seems like so. That's, that'd be interesting. It's Halloween time. <laughs> it's a good time for it. 
But next match we saw was XXL, AC Baby, Ace Romero, and Larry Lawrence D, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and they they defeated the uh, Deaners, uh, Cody Deaner and um, Jake. What, what was his name again? Something. Yeah, I'm not calling this man Cousin Jake. His name is Jake something. But this is a fun Haas match, man, as you ex- expect. We've seen uh, AC and Jake work before, I'm pretty sure, at AAW. And just two big dudes who love to lay it in t- stiff. So it was what you expected. A pretty stiff, fun match. But the the Deaners were not able to pick up the win here. So I don't know. I just want I want Jake to break off and be a single star. The dude rules. Yeah, I, w- I would... I would agree with that. I didn't see this match, but Jake some Jake something or whatever he wants to call himself, I feel like is way better as a solo wrestler. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, his ta- his tagging himself with the uh, Kurt Stallion rule too, but yeah, yep. Shout out to Kurt Stallion. We talked about this on the pod a few weeks ago. And I'm really interested to see what they do with him in WWE if they do anything mm-hmm. with them. They do rules. Speaking of somebody who rules, man. Trey Miguel beat TJP here with the uh, Top Rope Meteor. It's a really good match. I, I really want Trey Miguel to get at least a, the exhibition title or something soon. This dude rules. He's He actually has a, chip, a title shot this weekend at Warrior. He won the triple threat uh, Saturday. So it's him versus Pillman this Saturday at Warrior. Nice. I would love to see uh, Trey get the title off Pillman there. I don't, I don't think he will, but that would rule. <laughs> I love Trey Miguel, man. He's, yeah, all the rascals are great. Yeah, straight up. I got to go back and watch that uh, tri- triple threat. I'm sure that was crazy. It was like every rascal against each other. Yeah. Ain't no way that wasn't good. <laughs> that was. It had to be great. All right. Can't have a bad match against Spe- each other. Yeah. Speaking of great, man, Rich Swan comes out here and asks for a world title match at Bound for Glory. And after Eric Young attacks him, Scott Demore grants him that match. So he... Uh, Rich Swan versus Eric Young at Bound for Glory for the world title. That match is gonna rule. That match is gonna rule because this 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 whole story is kind of going full circle because they both came back at uh, Slammiversary in the title match. Neither of them won that, but now Rich Swan is getting another shot at the title against the man who took him out of that match in the first place. So that'd be really cool. I'm really excited for that. I I think Eric Young being champion right now is so sick. <laughs> I love that. Not something yeah. I would have expected at the beginning of 2020. <laughs> so, and next, we got uh, Willie Mack. He beat Brian Myers, the, uh, what does he call himself, the most professional wrestler Brian Myers does. But <laughs> he, he uh, hit stunning. He got he laid down for the one, two, three. So he wasn't the most professional here. He was the most professional loser. <laughs> oh, he knows that all too well. Oh, he, way, way too well, I would say. <laughs> And the next match we saw was uh, Kiera Hogan and Taya Valkyrie. It was a pretty fun match, actually. Um, Kiera Hogan obviously had uh, T- Tasha Steele that ringside with her, and that kind of led into the finish because after like a little irate from Tasha, Kiera hit a pretty good uh, swinging Fisherman Busters type thing for the win on uh, La Buena Loca, which I don't know. I, I really like Kiera Hogan, so it was cool to see her get her win over Taya because I feel like Taya is one of the knockouts they, they have a lot of stock in. So it was cool to see. Here I get the win there, and the main event of this uh, episode ruled. It was the North teaming up with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton against the Good Brothers, of course, being Doc Gallows and uh, the Machine Gun Carl Anderson teaming up with the Motor City Machine Guns, 
Hell yeah. And an eight man tag. This match ruled. <laughs> it was really good. Really, really good. But uh, Ace Austin stole the pin after the North did a whole bunch of damage. So Team North and uh, Austin and Fulton won. But Ace Austin got the pin. He, <laughs> but he just kind of tagged himself in after all the damage was done and got the pin. So mm. it was really good, though. I think that their tag team division stacked right now. So I'm, I, I'm ready for the eventual match between the Good Brothers in the North. That that that's that's like one on one tag. We're not one on one, but like two on two tag match is gonna be a banger. <laughs> mm, that'll be a banger. Yeah, like I said, that was a fun episode of Impact. So, speaking of a fun episode, man, AEW Dynamite from this week. What an episode, dude! <laughs> How good was this? Yeah, I'm gonna have to change up my thoughts last week from this week. AEW for sure was the much more interesting show the better show i don't know ratings that don't really matter to me it's fun to yeah. talk about but but yeah aw was was a was a banger for sure this is a great this is a great episode great episode man it started off with a great tag team match jurassic express and ftr with <laughs> the young box, uh super ref. <laughs> Mike Posey, man, they came out and took his head off. Mike Posey. <laughs> Mike Posey been taking a beating, man. First, Matt Hardy jumped him from behind. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> but I thought this match was really, really good. Um, uh, Before we get to the match, actually, we got to mention the man, the main man, TK, being on TV. <laughs> the Young Bucks go back past Gorilla and throw, throw a wads of cash at him because they were ready for oh, the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I like that. But man, this match was so I just love tag team wrestling and there was so many cool tag team back and forth moves here. This dude, that this there was one sequence between um I think it was Dax. I might I think it was Cash actually. Cash and Jungle Boy that ended in that um it was the same move that Johnny Gregor almost broke his neck on, but it was done correctly, that that power slam spot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, so smooth. Yeah, He's, he always does it smooth. Oh, He's so good. So good. This match ruled, and I thought the the, pin, the finish was really cool with the assist on the pin from uh, Tully and um, I think it was Dax to help FTR get the win. That was really good, and I just I'm so like I've I've said this every week since they've been here, but I'm so glad FTR is in AEW. <laughs> yeah, they had, so this is a great match, great opening match. Honestly, I'm going to say NXT had the better opening match. I like this match. I'm not. Oh. I'm not complaining about it. Over, like I said, overall show AEW for sure. Opening match, I liked NXT a little bit more. Shotzi Blackheart, Io Shirai. Yeah, but not taking anything away from this match. Great match. Both teams worked their ass off. Um, yeah, FTR retains obviously. So yeah, it ruled, man. <laughs> so actually, it wasn't even a, t- a title match because them were last week. They were saying that's right. That's right. They yeah, weren't going to let him get a title match because no dumbass dinosaur yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll it. get a little bit of Jungle Boy in our movie review later on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit of, little bit of a tease there. So next we got Private Party, Matt Hardy, Jericho, and Hager in the back. And Matt Hardy's laid out. And <laughs> Jericho, they're like trying to figure out what happens. And Jericho goes over and he's like, Oh, seems like you're not the most lucky man in wrestling this week, huh? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and they, they, all, they all laughed. Ah. Yeah. Jer- Jericho for sure did that. <laughs> they yep. didn't. They never really explicitly said it, but that's for sure what happened. 
So next we got Kenny Omega joining commentary for the match between Frankie Kazarian and Hangman Adam Page. Man, this match ruled. Like, God, this match was so good. I would, um, as far as, besides the main event, as far as just wrestling goes, this is the best wrestling match of, I don't know, I think either show. I think it was probably the best match of either show, too. They were beating the hell out of each other, dude. This was stiff. This was... We saw a shooting star press from one. I never would have thought that. Yeah, it was so good, dude. I thought Frankie Kazarian looked really good here, too. And he's really... (laughs) He hasn't had too many chances to shine as a single competitor in the AEW so far. But, man, he can still go. He can. This match was my favorite Kazarian match since they won the titles, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hangman hit a crazy, like, pump handle Death Valley driver at one point. That was sick. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was crazy. But he ended up the the whole f- uh, finishing sequence here ruled too. He kept trying to go for the the buckshot lariat, and Kazarian would reverse it. Then Kazarian went for the slingshot uh, cutter, mm-hmm. but Hangman wouldn't let that happen. And it finally ended up in him hitting the buckshot for the win. God, yep. this it was really good, man. I've I knew Hangman was going to win from the beginning, but yeah. I didn't think it was going to go like this for sure. Yeah, definitely. And throughout the match, Kenny Omega was kind of laying in his jabs. <laughs> there was one point where he Kaz hit his finish on, or one of his like signature moves on Hangman. <laughs> and Kenny goes, oh, well, I was surprised he kicked out there. That's where I, he would normally need me to save him. And I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> I liked Kenny on commentary, but I just wish he did a little bit less. I wish he said a little less. That was the only thing I'm nitpicking, but... <laughs> That I was think, the only thing I really kind of was like, eh, I could do a little less uh, Omega on commentary. I think they were just kind of using, using it to keep the little uh, interplay between them going. So it, it was fine. It, there was a lot of, there was some good lines in there for sure, though. <laughs> Speaking of good lines, man, MJF comes out and <laughs> pokes Sean Dean in the eye and makes him tap out in seven seconds. Yeah. Poor Sean Dean. And then he immediately cuts a, a pretty good promo here, which I do, it's an MJF promo. I don't even have to say it's good at this point. Like, of course. Really of don't. Course. But he basically said how he sh- he's the uh, undefeated, uncrowned AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He Because Moxie cheated, of course. He did cheat. Yeah, he's not lying. And he makes Justin Roberts say it when he's not happy with how he, Roberts say it, says it. So he makes him say it again, which is good. And then he mentions how everybody in AEW seems to have a stable or a faction, and maybe it's time for him. He made a hangover reference here. I don't know if you noticed that. He yeah, said, his wolf, his uh, yeah, man, wolf pack. Yeah, <laughs> that's like I'm pretty sure it's the exact line that Zach Galifianakis says. It was, re- or at least it was really close to it. I think so. Um, do you think he joins an existing faction, or do you think he starts his own? I don't. I don't see him joining one. I think it's either a, a red herring and he's doing neither or he's going to start a new one. But I don't know who he could start one with unless it's unless they do the horse, horseman with FTR, him and Spears, which would be fire because they already showed that him and Spears have really good chemistry with the gambling stuff they did. That's true. Yeah. That'd that, be dope. You're that, usually a psychic with this shit, so. That could be good, be actually. Everything that him and Spears did was actually really funny together, so that could be a really cool do combination. You, do you think it's... I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Do you think it's him... He joins the faction, or it's him and Wardlow, just like they count as two members? 
I think the, Wardlow will be gone. Members are just one member with with Wardlow. I think that'll lead to the Wardlow being broken off from MJF. I think. Mm. Okay. Maybe I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. I, I would love that. Honestly, I would think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think Sean Spears would be great with him because I'm trying to think of other heels that would go well, pair well with him. Sean Spears is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, and FTR, they already it's custom made right there. So yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. I think it's yeah. really really cool though. Speaking of really cool, man, I love technique by Taz whenever he does this. <laughs> he does yeah. uh technique by Taz on uh, Ricky Sharks Rochambeau and the spear. He's just putting it over. How good. Ricky Starks is and basically breaking down every little single hand movement or hand placement and it's a little little cool segment that they always that they've been it's been a while since they've done so it's really cool to see him do it on Ricky. But next we got an Eddie Kingston promo man. <laughs> he he comes out and he says, "All right, I got three points." And he he said, "I'm gonna get straight to the point. Straight to the point. I got three points. One, I was never eliminated from the Battle Royal. Look up the rules." <laughs> Two, me and my friends right here, we're not a stable. We're not a faction. We're a family. We're agents of chaos. He said, that's not, that's my best friend. He goes over to, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. I love that. And then he goes, we're agents of chaos. And then he, he basically goes to tell them to grab some, uh, find me some victims. And he go, the, Everybody goes out the ring, butchering the blade, Lucha Bros. They throw it in. The homie Kevin Blackwood, shout out to Blackwood getting on TNT. Oh. <laughs> they grab Daniel Garcia and they grab Griff Garrison, <laughs> Jungle Boy Senior. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I thought it was Jungle Boy at first. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they throw him all in the ring and they just kill him, basically. And he, he kept calling uh, Blackwood blue hair. <laughs> he said, get blue hair out of here. <laughs> he goes, look at you. You look stupid with your hair. <laughs> I love Eddie Kings, too, man. And I don't he, know if he knows what Pentagon's name is. Because <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he forgot. Because, like, I know they can't call him Pentagon Jr. anymore because of right. the, the relationship with AAA ending. So now that's yeah. why he went back to Penta, Penta L0M. You're my best friend. He goes, because he says Phoenix, Butcher, Blade, my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. So good. But yeah, he says that. Now that we got everything in order, they're they're on a united front. He turns to the to the blade and he goes, "Now you need to get your house in order. They're about to kill Quality Time, Quick Trip Marshall. This man's about to get not QT Marshall. He's done for, buddy. They were ripping the hair plugs out on live TV. Fuck, he's about to lose. He's about to get beat trying to be the hero with this girl. Yeah, he's it, it's not gonna go too well for him, man." <laughs> But next, we got another really good tag team match. Private Party against... Uh, I, I've been trying to think of a, a clever name for Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, and I can't think of one. So, they're, they're just the inner circle. Nah. Y2J. Nah, that's, that's, that's old WWE creative, and it sucks. We the Jericho. Boo. Boo! <laughs> nah. Regardless, Inner Circle versus Private Party. This match was really good, actually. Private Party looked great here, I thought. I thought Private Party looked really good. They <laughs> Hager was giving them a lot more than I thought he would. I, I thought Hager wasn't going to be... I don't know. I kind of expected it to be more of a, a Hager being the big, uh, strong, not not selling for anything here. But 
Uh, he he was they they made for everybody look really really good here. I'd say this is probably a star making performance for private party because they're already over. But like, had this type of showing against Jericho is a big deal. I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I thought after last week with Sunny Kissing Janela, I definitely didn't think. I thought that was gonna be a squash match, honestly, or close to it. <laughs> yeah. And Hager sold his ass off for both of them. Which is surprising to me. Yeah, so, definitely. I'm not super surprised this week because I, I feel like Private Party is definitely more of a challenge. Um, I don't know. I wasn't as big on this match. It was just kind of it. It is what it it, it was. What it was to me. I thought uh, it was. I think it was more like it wasn't the craziest match, but I thought it was really cool. Just like little things, how like the story, t- how much better Private Party's gotten at storytelling because there was like a lot of like. How Cassie was working, like selling his back the whole match, and that played into everything. I thought it was just really cool little things, but the the finish came where he went for a uh, what was it, a shooting star, and he missed, and he got up and get got killed with the Judas effect, and he saw that like he got punched or hit in the head with like a baseball or something. He got killed, well, he got killed by it. His hand was shaking and everything. Oh yeah, I like that. I, I love, love that style definitely. That's that Devon Dudley table. So. I was gonna say. <laughs> Bouncing. I love scene. it. I love it, man. That, that I thought it was a pretty fun match. And uh, after ba- that was basically it. They he got the win with the one, two, three. And I, I don't know. I thought that was a really good match. Uh, I didn't rewatch it, obviously, but from on the first watch, I thought that was one of my favorite matches on the show. But I just like really private party a lot, so maybe that might be why. Kind of biased. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do too. I, I, between these two, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not really sold on Hager and. Jericho, obviously. Oh, I'm not really either. But I don't know. Maybe I need to see more of them. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. I hope this. I don't know. It's kind of weird that they're having the two singles guys be the tag team of the faction. Well, they already have a a tag team in the faction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that might be it too. That might be it too. I wish Private Party would do the velvet rope thing too. Maybe they just save that for pay per views. But yeah. I love that entry. And maybe it's just because it's on the way the Daily Plus is set up. Because it kind of, I don't know, maybe it would be kind of weird because there's like the stairs there. Mm. Maybe it just wouldn't look right. I don't know. I mean, it looks weird to begin with. It's just like one singing velvet rope. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it just got to. It's sick, though. It's sick. Speaking of sick, man, the NWA Women's Championship, Thunder Rose and Ivelisse, they were getting testy at the beginning here. They. <laughs> They were shooting on each other, like as like for real. There, there was a uh, there's reports from uh, Sean Ross Sapp saying that a lot of people around ringside and backstage said they were not getting along before or after the match. So th- those shots at the beginning, they were because there was parts where you could tell, like they were when they were like delivering those stiff shots. It looked like Evil's kind of no selling a little bit, and then Thunder Rose was like, "All right, but so she started like, right, right, laying it in." And oh my god, I love that. I love were, that. It makes me like this match a lot more. They were going. I did. They were beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was stiff for sure. It was a good match. It started slow. Yeah. I felt like, but oh yeah, great match, and that makes it even better. Like to know that <laughs> that they were just beating them, just receipt, receipt, receipt. That's great. Because I like when I was. My notes that I wrote while I was watching it, I said, this is stiff, man. <laughs> and then I saw that that's the guy, right? Well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But Thunder Rose ended up winning with a tombstone, which was sick. Yeah, that's dope. That's very fitting for her character, too. 
Yeah, exactly. And then Diamante attacks after the match, and Sheeta makes the save. So they're leading up to the tag match next week, which is uh, Diamante and Ivelisse against Thunder Rosa and Sheeta. That'll be interesting. Yeah, the tag team cup or whatever winners against the two title. Yeah. I love love Thunder Rosa, and I've only seen – this would be my second or third match I've seen of her. But I do like her stuff a lot. I just feel like AEW's – Women's division isn't as good as it should be. So they should be a little bit more focused on fixing on or what did what did Eddie Kingston say? Fix get your, your house order. House in order. Your house in order. So you should get your women's division in order before you take on another company's women uh, champion. You know what I mean? I think they kind of had to at this point, though. Like, who else did they have? They kind of needed it to keep because Britt Baker's still hurt. That's true. Chris Stats hurt. Rehill's stuck out of the country. Yeah. So now he, Rose is doing something else. Yeah. So I think I think it's cool that they're doing, it. and I think if it leads, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. If, if it leads to um, Thunder Rose staying around for longer, I'm okay with it. What were you saying? Who? What happened to who? What happened to that Abaddon? She's still signed. She's been on dark. I don't know. I think they're probably trying to kind of. Uh, not reel in, but like really nail down what her character is going to be for AEW because it's kind of like a kind of very far out there thing. So mm. I think they kind of are just trying to figure out the right placement for her because she is kind of not, there's not many gimmicks like that in AEW, you know? So yeah, I liked her when I saw her. She was a standout. She was good, yeah. She was so, really good. I don't know. Mm. This is a thought. I'm I'm ready for Anna J to get her pushed too. Anna, I think I like Anna J a lot. She rules, yeah, man. I do too. especially like with the turn she's doing with the Dark Order. She's got the yeah. vicious you got side to her. You got Tia Conte or Tia oh, yeah. Conte? Tia Conte. Tia Nara. You got Penelope Ford too. Like they have yeah. a women's division. I feel like it's just like they're just not doing much with it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I think it's just because I don't think they're very confident in any of them yet. Because those are all women who aren't at, that experienced yet. True. I think that might be what it is, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. So next we got a, a little segment between, speaking of Penelope Ford, we got uh, Penelope Ford, Kip Sabian, and Miro. Miro is looking so damn big, bro. He's looking insane. He's huge. <laughs> Literally. And he's just kind of just putting in reps, and then <laughs> Kip's kind of hyping up how good Miro is just at everything. And then he like, he gets up, and Miro's like, let me go beat somebody up now. <laughs> And then he's like, wait, what Wait, what about my bachelor party? And he's like, oh, yeah. And like, I love how quick his mood switched. That was like just – he's so charismatic, dude. He's so good. Yeah, he's great. I love that he's like, all right, I'm going to do a set, but they didn't show it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ain't lifting that, bro. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do at the bachelor party. I think it's going to be pretty funny. And then I'm ready for Miro's first match, too. I think that'll be really good. Yes. Who do you want to see him – who do you want to see his first match against? If it's not a squash, let's put it that way. Um, I don't know. Or who would you like to see him do? Like, have a, a a program with? Let's say, bring Pack back. Give me Miro and Pack. That'd be good. That'd be a good one. Miro and Miro and Lance Archer. At some point, that'd be dope. Miro and Scorpio Sky. That'd be sick. That'd be dope for sure. Yep. There's just so many guys there. Yeah, oh, give me a match between Miro and Pentagon. Just, 
just want to see. I don't know what that'll look like. I just want to see what that looks yeah. like. I love that. I just love both those guys. So that's why I love that. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a there's so much. I've never seen him wrestle outside of WWE, so they're just endless possibilities. Yep. What if he just sucks? That'd be, <laughs> be the most disappointing thing ever. <laughs> He's just not gonna try. Fuck it. He's gonna Mongo Mongo McMichael it. Hey, shout out to Mongo, man. That man's crazy. Fucking Mo- Mongo with the ha- the happiest feet I've ever seen of anybody. Dude, he's the he's like a a newborn deer. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the ring. It's his gimmick. He's a newborn deer. <laughs> it seems like this man does not have when any feet under him. He can't look at body slam somebody. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's fuck. nuts. <laughs> Speaking of nuts, man. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's <laughs> rewind that. Taking that, taking that segue I'll back. Transition from Mongo to somebody else. <laughs> Speaking of Mongo, I, I can't think of one. Regardless, next we got Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer in the ring. And man, this segment had me fired up. I was, oh my god! He comes first. They come out and kill, uh, whatever that luchador's name is. I can't think of his name. He's on Dark Fuego de Soul. That's his name. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I thought you were talking about uh, Serpentico. Serpentico? Nah. It was Fuego de Sol. Okay. He comes out and kills him. And then Jake cuts a promo and calls Taz out to discuss this this, uh, six-man tag next week. And it's going to be Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks teaming up next week. That's that's a scary sight right there, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's an all-star team. It's, it's, you think you think got our stars already? Just wait. So they're cutting the promo back and forth, and the deal is that if they win, if Archer wins the belt, first in line is Brian Cage. Which that's I love that he said the breath to go Godzilla that's on right. Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> but then John Moxie's music hits. He comes out, starts talking, and then you see <laughs> Ricky Starks just sitting there like. With the hood up, and then he jumps on uh, Moxie's back, so, and then Brian Cage comes down. They they lay Moxie out, and then Will Hobbs comes sprinting up with a chair, and I'm like, "Let's go! This is sick. That is such a big place to put Will Hobbs, man. And he that. is fired up, dude. He is fired up. He's like, I want to fight. I want to fight. And Moxie says, "What's he call him? He calls him uh, Compton's something. Compton's hardest or Compton's." Compton's most dangerous or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Most violent. That's what it was. Most violent. God, dude. He put him over huge, man. He says yes, he and he's number he's the first man on the team. Will Hobbs and John Mo- dude, that's such a big spot to put him. I that made me so happy. I love that. And like you said, Mox was putting him over very much so and making him seem like, yo, this guy deserves to be you know what I mean? Like we haven't seen much. I haven't seen much of him. Yeah. I know he's been dark. The the battle royale was like the most I've seen of him. But it was a good job on Mox's part to to make it seem like yo this guy he's he's working with the in the main event pretty much. Yeah, he, he, just, he is. Yeah, so and it's cool. so good. And then he looks at the you camera. The Ricky Starks thing was a reference to that fan that tried to like. I thought I think it was a little bit because they even had the same security guard who tackled the fan growing up. <laughs> Oh fuck! That's that's the guy they threw. <laughs> I thought that was. I don't think that guy was trying to jump him though. I think he was just, just trying hyped to like, up, yeah. party with him or something. Yeah, it's, it's, we're in a pandemic, bro. You can't be doing that. 
<laughs> you can't be partying with people. Come on now. Especially not John Moxley. Moxley at first he like, he felt bad when that dude like got tackled. He was like, ah, and he's like, ah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he was walking, he's like, ah, he just let him go. <laughs> but then Moxley looks into the camera and says, Darby Allen, get to Jacksonville next week, because we got a match. Dude, Darby Allen, Will Hobbs, and John Moxley against Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and Lance Archer. I love, love AEW. That. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. That's great. I can't wait for that match. That match is going to be nuts. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. But speaking of so good, man, this parking lot fight, best friends are proud and powerful. Dude, this best match on the show for sure. This was insane. There is so much here. Uh, proud and powerful come out in the uh, dead president's makeup, which was sick. I like that a lot. Dude, they they went crazy. Uh, Santana was leaking early because he, I don't know how they did. Dude, did you see how he got busted open? Was it the piece of wood? No, that spot. No, he he literally threw him at the side mirror so hard, like the the like the side mirror of a car. He just threw him at it. Yeah. Yep. He did like, you know, the bump Sammy took when he hit got hit by the car. Yes, that's the, that's the type of bump Santana took on it. It was just, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> he Man. killed him with it. So he was leaking. Uh, there's so much here. The catapult into the lip of the the truck. The like the oh yeah yeah the tailgate came down yeah, yeah. The tailgate yeah he ooh <laughs> that luck it hurt real bad too yeah when that they put cool. and best friends put Ortiz it like on the. End. Under the engine, blo- on the under the hood, on the engine block, Swanton, and then a Centon, oh, bro. How? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I've been under the hood of enough cars to know there's not too many, if any, comfortable spots to lay on a fucking hood or uh, to lay on an engine or anything under that hood. So oh that shit hurted for sure, <laughs> dude. I was like, oh my. And that was early in the match. She was like, oh my god, what are they gonna? This was the 15 minutes of them just doing the craziest stuff they could think of. And oh my. <laughs> I honestly thought it's, at one point they were going to start one of the cars and, like, obviously, hopefully move, but like try to crash it into another, <laughs> crash it into a guy or something. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I thought somebody was getting hit by a car. As, like, as it went, I was like, yeah. what else could they even do at this point? <laughs> but they, dude. Trent took a damn beating in this match. He is a trooper. Yeah. That man is a yeah. trooper. He, he took the win. A power bond on top of the car first and then slides down. They pick him up. It, this was the nastiest bump all week. That power bomb into the windshield looked so damn painful. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if he can gimmick a win back windshield like that. I think that was legit. The the way his back was bleeding, that was not no, that <laughs> wasn't no gimmick there, brother. He was leaking from his back. It was nasty. Oh my god. I was, <laughs> and they kept showing the replay and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Ow. And then Ortiz tried to kill somebody with a sledgehammer. Dude, he threw that. Like, I was talking about this earlier. He looks like he needed to be in the Olympics or something. He, The best. <laughs> he, he is the best, the best, the best sledgehammer thrower on the planet, damn dude. He <laughs> looks like Thor out here. <laughs> this man's crazy. But, dude, <laughs> Orange Cassidy coming out of the trunk with the chain and killing Santana with the punch. 
so good. <laughs> That's great. We knew he was. I I figured he's gonna show up at some point. Yeah. And then he drags him over to Trent, Trent, or over to Chuck, and Chuck hits him with like a just like a stump pile driver on the back of uh the trunk of a car, mm-hmm. and then Trent hits Ortiz with a crunchy through a door, or was it like a. There was like plywood or something. Oh yeah, like a sheet of plywood into the bed of a truck. One, two, three. <laughs> Thank God before somebody died. Yeah, for real. In the last shot of this show, they get up, <laughs> they're all smiling, they go out, you hear a, a honk. Trent's mom Sue is there to pick him up, her bloody son and her his sweaty friends in the brand new car, <laughs> all of her new seats. And she pulls away and the camera zooms in. Sticks your hand out the at the weird the window and throws up the bird. You love <laughs> I loved it, man. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Sue. Shout out to Sue, man. She's in the Dark Order. Oh fuck. She's number what? Sixty nine. She joined the Dark Order on being the elite. Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking. No, she's in the Dark Order. Oh, God. John Silver and Alex Reynolds, they, they, they've been going around trying to recruit people, and they got her. Oh, fuck. That's funny, bro. I got to yeah. give him That's pretty good. Shout out to John Silver, man. The dude rules. Give John Silver the world title. He might be getting a singles run, it looks like, maybe. I hope so. That dude rules. I love John Silver. But yeah, this is an amazing episode of AEW, dude. I had a – there's nothing on the show I didn't like. I loved it all. Start yeah. to finish. I would have to say there, was a, there wasn't a segment I disliked for sure. Not at all. So let's hop into AEW, which, or wow, AEW. Let's hop into NXT. We're which, live, we, pal. <laughs> which we both said probably had the best opening match of the week. Shotzi Blackheart and Io Shirai. That this, I talked about a star making performance for Private Party earlier. This was Shotzi's coming out party, man. She looked great yeah. here. They made her look like a damn star. And she, uh, this is my favorite. I think this is my favorite match of hers on NXT so far because I, I agree for sure. I saw her wrestle at Evolve. You were there. Yeah, she she wrestled uh Raquel Gonzalez in a no DQ right. match, which was which yep. is honestly sick. Yeah, that was badass. And I thought that the wrestle the 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 girl I saw wrestle there has been completely different in NXT. I feel like so far, I feel like it's been a watered down version of that almost. But she looked like that. Yeah, she looked like that. Shanti Blackheart here. For sure. That was a great match. They had two re- – I mean, it was a lot of stiff stiff parts of it. Yeah. There was a part where you were sure I did a moonsault uh, uh, out of the, off off the ropes to the outside of the ring yeah. where Shotzi was. And, I mean, Shotzi tried her best to catch her, but she pretty much landed on her ass. Yeah, she off did. The moonsault, <laughs> yeah, she it did. Painful, bro. Look at her. so bad. Two real rough suplexes, too. Oh, that one suplex was disgusting. <laughs> There was a suplex on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, in case nobody knew. Where wood meets steel. <laughs> My God, and pain. Uh, and then there was another... The finish to this match was a moonsault from Io Shirai, where I don't know if Dude. she meant to or oh not. Oh, God. She <laughs> killed her with it, bro. <laughs> he landed uh, shin and knee first into this into Shotzi Blackheart. Dude, her... I know all the wind was. She had. I know she couldn't breathe after that. There was no. She got all the wind knocked out of her. She hit landed so hard. Oh, uh, yep. you can tell by looking at her face. You see, like, oh damn, that sucked. <laughs> it looked like it hurt so bad. Yeah, 
she didn't even come close to landing it like <laughs> nicely. No, it was just I'm gonna kill you with this, and you're gonna lose. <laughs> uh, Eagle survival rules, man. Shotzi Blackheart rules. I love this match. Great Loved match. it. But next we get a uh, Tommaso Champ against. They changed this man Denzel Desjardins' name. I didn't notice until halfway through the That's match because right. I, I knew name. I'd seen him before. I wrote his name down as Denzel Desjardins. And I kept it was like, Troy, his real name or his new name. They kept they kept calling him Troy. I'm like, who the hell are they talking about? <laughs> the man's name right. was Denzel Desjardins, but now his name is Destroy. Destroy. Ah, uh, yeah. I think that's got to be what. It, okay, I think Desjardins is just a fire last name. They should kept Denzel Desjardins. <laughs> that just rolls off the tongue so well. Sounds like a fancy condiment. <laughs> These were net mustard. Oh, the fanciest. Yes, sir. Which, uh, this is basically a squash match. Champa wins with Widow's Bell. And then Jake Atlas comes out and cuts a promo and challenges Champa for next week. Shout out to Jake Atlas, but I think he's about to get worked. <laughs> yes. The psycho killer is coming to play. I'm pretty sure he's about to come out. He thought I would agree. Jake thought it was bad last time. I, I think he just made a grave mistake. <laughs> Jesus. So next, we got a Finn Balor promo basically saying how nobody else's NXT is good enough for the title shot. He says he doesn't need the brand. The brand needs him, which... Love that. I mean, I keep, they kind of do at this point because they need the world champion. <laughs> yeah, they need all the help they can get right now. Speaking of world champion, let's just talk about this here. This battle, this gauntlet, whatever the... Dude, how are... I guess so we can talk about on. this... I don't know. I don't think they announced. I know Kyle O'Reilly's in it, and if Kyle O'Reilly wins, I'm okay with everything. Just give Kyle O'Reilly the belt, please. No, they they did. They showed Kushida, yeah, Grimes, Kyle O'Reilly, somebody else in Undisputed Era too. I think is in it. All right, I changed my mind. Cameron Grimes to the moon, <laughs> to the moon, baby. And there's somebody else I'm forgetting, but there's I think five people in it. It's a gauntlet. So I'm not sure exactly, but. My thing is, they announced a takeover for October 4th. Um, why? Next week is the week before that. <laughs> so you'll have next week's episode of NXT and then the go-home episode to build a title match. You'll have one week to build a title match for not only the NXT Championship, but they're also doing the Battle Royal for the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. So both title matches is just going to be a random match with no build to it. Like, I don't see why they would do that. They, there's no reason to have a takeover, I feel like. Yeah, I have no idea why they're doing it like this. They don't have any stories going right now, I feel like. No, they really don't. I'm not, I can't even try. I can't even think of one. The only one I can think of is one that I don't want to see, but it's Tegan Knox and the, the the Zoom call the Zoom call rivalry. Oh my god, dude! Those like, why do it? Why like, they put that on TV? They 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 are both in Florida, bro. You know you can get a camera to their house. Yeah, like dude, what is why? Tegan's especially look like she was she shot it in two thousand eight on Skype. Yeah, like, it looked Penis, really bad. Penises was yeah, but it was still decently shot promo wise. Yeah, Tegan Knox was just like. A Twitch stream. It was rough. I, yeah, I don't know why they. That was kind of a, a disconnect uh, from the uh, like production side. But I think they do that match against each other 
at the pay-per-view probably. So I don't think they're... I know they're both in that elimination match next week. Yeah, so they'll probably eliminate each other or something, lead to a match. But like like I said, I don't think... What storyline is there? I don't know. Jake Atlas, kind of, I guess. But, I mean, I like Jake Atlas, so I would be cool to get him a chance on on TakeOver, but like... It just seems like they're doing a takeover for no. I don't think before takeovers were like so special. This seems just seems like a takeover for a takeover's sake. True. Yeah, this is weird. And I I mentioned it to you that maybe there was something AEW was doing and they're trying to counter program, but there's nothing going on. Yeah, it's just a random Sunday, like whatever. I guess. Like I. Shit. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens, man. But. Yeah, after that, we got an Austin Theory promo before his match with Kushida. Kushida comes out and kills this man, basically. Kushida. Yeah, heel is... And then he, halfway through, I realized like he's kind of going heel. So is heel versus heel? I I don't think he's going heel. I think he's just going aggressive. But, like... Yeah. I I don't know. They didn't really have given an explanation to why he's... Because last week, he attacked Velveteen Dream. This week, he came out to fight Austin Theory. But they didn't give like any reason behind it. He's just kind of there doing it. Hopefully, it's just because he's mad that he's been booked terribly. Yeah, I give Kushi something to do. I said this last week, but I'm okay with anything he's doing because he looked really good in the match. He was out here going. <laughs> Some of his kicks are looking crazy. The one to his yeah. his like wrist that was just, like he had his wrist planted on the mat and he just kicked his arm. It yep. looked disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and he when he's working the body part on Austin Theory, that was great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's old school, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I would like to see him win next week. Fight Finn. Absolutely. Take over. That's kind that'd of be like, really cool. That'd be a good. I don't want to say throwaway match, but that's kind of what it is. But whoever you get, whoever he fights. Yeah, I think it's it's just gonna be a to have a good match. Which yeah. look, don't get me wrong. I love good matches, but when you're a high level company like this, it shouldn't be just there. Should be story behind things. I feel like. Yeah, shouldn't be busy thrown together. Yeah, it's not like a an indie where it's just somebody coming into the territory to you're just gonna have a match for a match sake. Uh, this is like NXT's takeovers are big for them. This is like one of their big shows. It, it should be a big match. I feel like, but yeah, I guess I think we'll as see. far as yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm sure they'll pull something off. They always kill yeah. takeovers. I've never seen a bad takeover. Yeah, that's um, definitely true. I think as far as storyline goes, AEW is top of the fucking mountain. Absolutely. I, I don't know what other storylines are going in, you know, most of these other shows or that I that I really, really care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you said, Mox, Hobbs, Darby Allen versus Archer, Cage, and Starks. I care about that. I would love yeah. to see that. I like the storyline. You know, it makes sense. I like Taz. Jake the Snake's like this is this is gold right here. Um, I love MJF. I love everything that he does. So anything storyline wise with that, love that. Like there's just so much best friends and and uh, proud, pride and powerful. It's just there's lots of storylines that I kid that I'm invested in there. Yeah, but wrestling wise and just like match wise, NXT has that for sure. Um, sometimes it's better than AEW. Sometimes it's not. But they're more matches than than storyline, as far as I'm concerned. So I can see it. I could see it actually being really enjoyable just for that alone. But yeah, 
it's, it's definitely rushed and it's, it's there's no reason for it yeah that's that, rushed. that's kind of my my thing it just seems hot shotted but i guess we'll see what happens yeah sorry to go on a tangent but that's yeah yeah exactly <laughs> But next we got uh, Imperium and Breezingo for the tag titles. I thought this was a, Imperium looks so good here, man. They look so good. Yeah, they literally this was the best was the third match of the between these two. Yeah, and they literally the best just of the three. I thought beat the hell out of Fandango for the whole match. <laughs> that was literally what it was. Finally got a hot tag, and uh, Tyler Breeze did. Yeah, and that's the whole match was literally just based around Breeze's hot tag, and after that, it kind of was the finish, basically. Which the finish was cool. They went for the European uh, Doomsday device, and mm-hmm. it turned into like a roll through, roll up for the win. Which I thought that was yeah. really cool. There was so, a spot in this. Uh, I could just be looking into it too much, but there was a spot where I think Fandango got his boot up a little too late and just caught uh, Eichner like in the mouth, and it, it seemed like just from like his body motion was what followed was a nasty clothesline. Uh, <laughs> Which I thought looked like a receipt. That's a receipt, brother. <laughs> like it just looked like he potatoed. He potatoed on brother. And uh, I love that. Other Breeze looked weird wrestling in a shirt. Yeah, that's what too. <laughs> I like, I, I'm not. You know, he's got a good body. The dude yeah. is in really good shape. I don't know why you put a shirt on the fucking guy. Yeah, I but, don't know. That would seem really weird. Unless he maybe he maybe he's like the Rock and got the pec surgery. I don't think so. <laughs> I would love to see Tyler Breeze uh, just kind of redo his whole gimmick. Yeah, he's he's a really good wrestler, man. I would love to see him get serious because yeah, I don't know. I think the I don't. I'm just not too into the Breeze Ingo tag title run so far. The matches have been good, but it just seems like they've been having the same match over and over. <laughs> so. Yeah, the other two matches were meh. It, yeah, it was, obviously them winning the titles was the biggest take away from the first two but this is my favorite one of the three and hopefully this is the last yeah i would say so you know, nothing against the team two teams but imperium is belongs to- together yeah exactly exactly so next we got another tag match caden carter and casey kenzarg and Zaylee and jessica maya caden carter and uh casey had some really cool tag team moves man they had some mm-hmm. crazy combinations yes this is basically like a squash like a showcase match for them and they ended up getting the win, but man, they ha- they looked their chemistry here was really good. Yeah, this is a great match. It was short for sure. Uh, uh, Casey, Caden Carter, and Casey got the win, and Zia Lee, uh, kind of uh, healed a little bit at the end. Yeah, didn't want to shake their hand and walked out. I don't know if you follow Zia Lee on Twitter. I'm not trying I to do. be a I'm not trying to be a Jim Ross, but uh. Let's just say roll tight on that. Well, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God damn. <laughs> no, nah, but, yeah. I I thought about this earlier. If Zia Lee doesn't get a push soon and she ends up leaving NXT, she would be cur- I want to see her in Rachel Kakaro. Yes. Shida. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I actually liked everybody in this match. I thought they were fucking great. I, I really enjoy Cass- – I've talked about Casey Catanzaro. Her- I really like her work. Yeah, and Kate Carter's great. She was really good in this match. She was really good here. Under, uh, underrated for sure. Underrated, yeah. Thank you. And Jessica May, I haven't seen too much of her yet, but either she's she's good at least for sure. So next we got the uh, Killian Dane basically telling Drake Maverick he's not tagging with him, which is pretty funny. But like, 
Uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? I, so the match starts and Killian Day does not come out. I I popped big for him watching Maverick get beat up while he was in. He just sitting there laughing at Gorilla. I thought that was hilarious. Pushing the guy next to him, he's like, oh, yeah. that good. And the guy's like, what the fuck? I thought that was really good. I thought that was really good. But he ends up coming out and then he just gets, he like is running rough shot that Bobby Fitch uses a chair. But then he knocks Ma- Maverick out again. So like, what are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't get the story here. I don't either. I feel like this is like this is just their thing. He just knocks him out every time. But like, like I don't. I don't. This know. was one knockout too many. I think for me. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But I guess we'll see where they're going with that. I don't. I, don't, I really don't. I have no idea where they like. What do they do? <laughs> like I get it. Like. He's the smaller Maverick's the smaller guy, and Killian Dane's like, I don't, I don't want to team with you. I just want to be my by myself. And he's like the tough guy, but <laughs> you don't have to knock him out every time. Either just tag him, team him together, or don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> if if you didn't put them together by now, then what's the point? It's, this is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So next we get a Jake uh, Atlas promo outside, and then Champa attacks him, and. Champa gets fended off by Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly makes the save. Yeah, that was very odd to me. <laughs> he's like, hey, get out of here, man. What are you doing? <laughs> and then he goes, he's like, you all right? Okay. And he just walks away. Jake Atlas, he's like, you all right, buddy? Okay, cool. And just walks away. <laughs> Random. I, I think they're prepping Kyle O'Reilly for the face turn, man. Mm. This is a weird way to do it. but Very weird. Because we're in a UE shirt still. Yeah, so I, I don't know. The main event here was pretty good. Um, it's a really stiff match between Thatcher and uh, Damian Priest. I thought it was it was good. Yeah, I I don't know how how well Priest works the Thatcher Thatch can style really. So it kind of some of it seemed like a little bit of a disconnect. But when they were on, it was stiff and it was really good. Yeah, I agree. I think Damian Priest showed in this match, especially that he can. Um, do a main event, like he's a main eventer for sure. You know, he deserves to have a North American belt for sure, as he does, but he's definitely a main event guy. I, I feel like, like it's not unbelievable for him to, to talk about a title shot or getting the title or something. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting for sure. I think I, like I said, I'm a big fan of both of these guys. So mm-hmm. whatever they do with either of them, I'll be okay with. I'm just not sure. Where do you think they go with next with Priest? I don't know. I'm not sure who is in that picture as far as that would work good with him. Yeah, I don't know. They really haven't set up anything at all for the... I mean, obviously, they they just had the title match, so I don't know. I guess we'll see where they go with it next week. Yeah. Maybe they one of the guys they just signed, maybe they make a debut i'm not sure. kurt stallion versus damian priest kurt stallion drops him on his head one two three <laughs> that's how she wrote <laughs> i would love that nah priest is good man I, li- I like him with the belt he the belt just looks like he just looks like she, he should have a title yes he looks yeah. like a he looks like a champion man and i think he's finally hit his stride with his character he's just he feels more comfortable now than he did before so yeah yeah i would agree Shout out to Damian Priest. 
he won with the crossroads, of course. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but call it whatever you want. It's called the crossroads. He did some kind of move, and he, they called it South of Heaven, which is badass. Yeah, Slayer. Shout out to Slayer. It's a good song, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was NXT for this week. I still think that they should go on different nights because NXT hit about like six fifty thousand, and AEW hit like eight sixty ish. So. I think it just makes more sense for each of them to go down separate nights. I don't know. Like, it's better business for both of them, I feel like. Yeah, I, I would agree. I say NXT goes to Tuesdays. That, that's my... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Thursday, there's nothing going on, though, too. Yeah, that would be good, too. Either e- one. Either way, man. I think... Just leave AEW alone, brother. Yeah, exactly, because... I just think it'd be better to get more. Like, if you want more eyes on you, just move to a different night. That's yeah, because the ratings are showing that. Yeah, exactly. It just it seems very clear, like clear cut now. That's what it is. I don't know though. I don't know. But I think it might go that way though. It seemed like it. It's it's seeming like it for sure, which I'm okay with. Definitely. Speaking of something that's more than okay, we both watched uh, a documentary this week. You cannot kill David Arquette. I don't want to spoil too much here. I, I want to definitely go through the main things that we both took out of it. I, I kind of want I want people to go watch it themselves because it's what like four dollars to buy it on Prime right now. Yeah, I think I paid six for it on YouTube to rent. Yeah, it's not bad. You you should definitely guys should go watch it. It's called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. It's about David Arquette's. It basically starts with the history of how he won the belt and the reaction to it from the fans. And he he grew up as a wrestling fan, man. And he just <laughs> once he got the opportunity to do this, how like I'm not saying no Vince wants to put a belt on me. <laughs> so like you can't blame the dude. And he he it seems like 20 years later he really like wanted to prove himself again and the. It kind of went into details about how his Hollywood career was killed, basically, after he, he went into wrestling because nobody took him seriously anymore. So mm. I think this is really like this whole thing was just his comeback story. And I thought this was really cool. Um, what really stuck out to you on this? Man, honestly, my overall uh, synopsis, I guess you could call it, or just review of the whole thing was the documentary itself overall, without ruining anything. I think was the closest thing you could get to the documentary movie as a whole was the closest thing you could get to a wrestling match put into film form because there was parts where there's parts where I thought it was scripted. There was parts where I didn't know if it was real or not. There was like a a comeback story. There was a happy ending, you know, it was just all these parallels to wrestling in the movie and it was great. It was a great comeback story because I didn't know much. I knew he won the title. I know it was a big, like a, a, a dark spot for wrestling, I guess, uh, or botch, not botch, but just like, yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done that. And he's just one of, it just seems like he's one of us as far as us being wrestling fans. Yeah. And yeah. he really had a comeback and there was a, there was a few things that, I can say that we won't spoil anything or give anything away. Like like Jordan said, definitely watch this movie. It's worth it for sure. The money and it's just a, it was a good documentary. Uh, there was a part where he teamed with 
RJ City. Yeah. And they were in uh, Warrior Wrestling. Yes, Frank the Clown and uh, James Ellsworth. <laughs> oh, fuck both of those guys. <laughs> James Ellsworth a little bit more than Frank the Clown, but fuck both those guys. It was cool to see that they wrestled in Warrior Wrestling with me and Jordan. Yeah. Love so much. And uh, yeah, he fucking he wrestled in the gauge. I'm not going to ruin that, but there's a part for that. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I don't want to ruin that. You got to see it for yourself, man. This, yeah. we. Scary, yeah, scary. That's all I'll say. It's just scary, <laughs> definitely. But he earned uh, my respect, definitely, as a wrestling fan. One hundred percent, one one thousand percent, man. He he showed how much he actually cares about it because he yeah. did not need to do any of this. <laughs> I think part of it had to do. I mean, this is David Arquette. This is a guy who they point out in the movie that was like a teen heartthrob. He was on what was it, People Magazine or yeah, stupid magazines back in the day of like these are the hottest guys in Hollywood. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like Tom Cruise was like in there. Brad ben Pitt. Was like, Brad yeah, Pitt like, was on there. And uh, yeah, David Arquette was on there. So they also mentioned that like after the screen, scream movies, yeah. that's what everybody knows him for is the scream yep. movie. He was the cop in the scream movies or the security yeah. guard, whatever it was. And it was like, after that he did Ray to rumble. He did eight legged freaks. And it was just like downhill. Like, Shout out to eight legged freaks, man. Oh, that was a good movie, I like though. that movie. <laughs> he also mentioned C Spot Run. He goes, Well, he only did that for the money. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. I would agree. But yeah, man, this is really good. I, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, do, I will go into the last segment because I thought this was, this is really important to the story. But his, this, the whole segment with Jungle Boy at the end was like crazy just because. It goes into how close uh, David was with Luke Perry right before he died, and there's a, a bit of that shown in this in the movie, which I'm not gonna talk about, not gonna spoil anything. But just to see the the interplay between him and Jungle Boy at the end was really cool. I thought it was like the perfect way to cap it off. Yeah, definitely happy ending there. Definitely. And I didn't know that. I didn't know the relationship between him and Luke Perry makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I had no idea. No. Yeah. I love it, man. I really like. I really highly recommend this especially if you're a wrestling fan honestly even show this to people you know that aren't wrestling fans i think it's just an interesting documentary period yeah i think that was really well done so shout out to david arquette man you can't kill him can't kill him <laughs> so let's hop into as i always say let's hop into the time machine go back <laughs> to 1998 June 12th, to be specific, for All Japan Pro Wrestling. I was not even two years old when this match happened. I was nine. <laughs> and I wasn't so, watching this, unfortunately. So we got Kenta Kabashi, the man who is my my handle's namesake, because that's his finisher, the Burning Hammer. Hell yeah. Against Dangerous K, Toshiyaki Kawada. Man, like I always do, I'm giving you the reins. What do you think of this one? <laughs> Ooh, bro. <laughs> when you sent this to me, I was like, yo, fuck yeah. Japanese wrestling from the 90s, fuck yes. <laughs> because no matter if it's FMW, All Japan, no, uh, fucking New Japan, oh, wow. like, yeah, there's just like, there's gold, no matter what it's gold. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love watching shit like this. I'm honestly not too familiar with either one of these guys. Uh, Kenta Kobayashi, I've seen maybe two or three of his matches, maybe. What's that match with him and Joe? That's right. I watched it. We did watch that. Um, <laughs> Stiff as hell. 
It was stiff. And <laughs> this was too. This was slow to start. Yeah. Uh I'm not. This is not a bad thing. A lot of Japanese matches, like back in the day or back in the '90s, they tended to start out slow and then progress. Like they're telling us, it's telling the story. Yeah. And both these guys just chopping each other, slapping each other, yeah. all the all the the reoccurring things. The fans are popping for these moves where and Kobayashi is selling a knee injury. It seems like yeah. I don't speak Japanese and that's the commentary I listen to. But he's selling they keep zooming in on the knee. He's got a brace on it. So he's selling that. They take turns, you know, um giving kicks and chops and slaps and It'll usually be be like uh, Kobayashi's trying to pick him up for a power bomb or pick him up for a suplex. He finally gets him in a what was a T bone suplex, or where he's got the front front of his trunks. In oh yeah, yeah, arm like that, like the half and half, dude. He yes, ooh, he puts it right him. on his head. Literally, like the crown of his head just killed yeah. with it. There's no suplex that doesn't end with the other guy landing on his head, which is pretty much the opposite of what you're supposed to do in wrestling. Yeah. And then he followed yeah. that. He followed the half and half with a tiger suplex and dropped him on his head immediately again. <laughs> yes, like insane. And the crowd pops for it. It's just like these yeah. like small things, and it's not doing crazy flips or anything. Not that I'm against that, but it's simple. It's simple wrestling. It's telling a story. Um, Kobayashi is fucking, you know, drenched in gold by the end of the match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it was fucking great. And he ends it with just clotheslining the fuck out of this guy. I mean, hard. A burning Galeato. Yeah. Stan Hansen gives a thumbs up on that one. <laughs> Dude, he killed. Like, I'm telling you, you think you know the Lariat. This man, he put it through him. He just, yeah. he said, you're going to take this to the, and it wasn't like to the chest. He hit him in the mouth with it. He just. Yes, he did. He killed yes. him. I love it, man. I love how Ko- Kawada. What Kawada? Yeah, yeah. I love how he sells. I yeah. love his selling because he he'll. It's like it's like a real fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, he'd be punching him, or uh, Kobayashi would be punching him, kicking him, or they'd be doing an exchange of chops or slaps, and then he would just knee him in the gut, and Kawada would try to go give him something back and he would just like oh like he would just like up oh, yeah no, that was like too much like you just take a step or go down to one knee or something like i love that those little things like that it's that's oh, why um kawada i'm pretty sure eddie kingston said that's his favorite one of his not if not his favorite wrestler one of his favorite wrestlers because well it's uh kawada masawa kabashi and who is the other fourth pillar um, so the four the four pillars are like the four guys who like kind of built all Japan style, like the King's Road style, mm-hmm. and that and that's what uh Eddie Kingston he kind of like heavily bases his work around. So it's Kawada, Masawa, Kabashi, and uh, Akira Tau Teu. I'm not sure how you say his name, but. Those are the four pillars, and that's like the King's Road style of like the slow, real. It's like a real fight, dropping people on their head with suplexes. Yeah. That like that old '90s All Japan style. That's where it comes from, and that's 
why I wanted to do a match with these two. I, I would be down to do like a Masawa match too, because Masawa rules too. He's he's had really four a match pillars, with Kibashi. Huh? That's hard. Yeah, I love pillars, that. Yeah. Where did you see this for the first time? Eddie Kingston posted it actually. <laughs> Badass. Yeah, that's what I saw. I I had seen Kabashi before because I remember like I had seen the Joe match, so that's how I got into Kabashi. And I saw I saw Kawada and Masawa and all of them for the first time from Eddie Kingston, like watching his interviews, hearing him talk about it, or he'll like he's even posted he posted this exact match like probably a year or so ago. Mm. So yeah, it's obviously like <laughs> I, I didn't come out being exposed to Japanese wrestling, but I'm so glad I found it because I love it, dude. At two years old. Yeah, <laughs> two years old. Talking oh, about watching this, I knew what they're. I speak fluent Japanese. Lariato. That's my first word. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. Yeah, I definitely would be down to watch some more like '90s all Japan stuff because it's yes hard hitting. So good. I knew you would love this. <laughs> yeah, this was fucking awesome. This was like classic. Like I don't know if this is considered classic in Japanese wrestling, but. I can see it. For yeah, the, these two are like like I said, they're part, two of the four pillars. They're two of the most highly regarded Japanese wrestlers of all time. So definitely. But do you have any other final thoughts on this? No, no. That like I said, just a, that was a class. This is a classic match. It's on YouTube for free. If you guys want to go yeah, watch YouTube it, for free, awesome. June twelfth. June 12, 1998, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Kabashi versus Kawada. That's all you got to look up, and you'll find it. It's like 40 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, it's 40 minutes, but the last 10 is... Uh, is Post-match uh, stuff. Kobayashi is, uh, yeah, given a promo, which yeah. he's like he has like three belts. He, it's, it's for, it was for the Triple Crown Championship. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, and Triple a giant crown. trophy, yep. which is dope. So sick. So sick. Pimping. Straight up. Shout, shout out to Kabashi. Shout out to Kawada. But you got anything else before we uh, get out of here? No, sir. Well, then, for Nick, for Jordan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everybody's being safe out there, man. We'll be back next week, of course, with another episode. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing match of the week next week yet. Uh, I had to think on it. No, no spoilers yet. Y'all have to come back and find out for yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> but everybody, uh, make sure you leave us some uh, five star reviews on Apple. Got get us up in those charts. I'm trying to beat Conrad. <laughs> Fuck, bro. We've beaten Conrad. We ain't. I quit my job. Quit my job tomorrow. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I ain't going back to work. Conrad, yes. we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> we want the gold, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Conrad's house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the Booker T, man. Got that Bluetooth money, brother. He does, dude. He's got so much money. He got SaverConrad.com. This Conrad is rolling in it. Right, and then four very popular podcasts. Yeah, Saber exactly. Like, yeah. I'll take a fraction of the popularity they got, man. Yes, sir. Well, with that being said, yeah, appreciate everybody with all the support so far. Twenty weeks in, and we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> So this is where the big boys podcast, huh? Look at the yeah, adjective. Uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Hope everybody's being safe out there. Uh, hope you're wearing a mask. Wear a e- fucking mask, for God's sakes. Everybody go watch uh, Warrior Wrestling's um, stadium series. They've been 
this is gonna be their third week i'm coming on it'll be on fight tv and you can i'm pretty sure you can buy like a bundle for all three shows check that stuff out i'm pretty sure i'll be at the warriors show this weekend so i'll uh come back with a little bit of review if if i go i'm, I'm like 90 percent sure i'm going so i'll have a little a little bit of feedback to give next week on the show but besides that that's all i got so like i said wear a mask black lives matter and with that being said it's time to go home Detectives combing through the hood Looking for a corpse Draco hitting I don't think your body can endure the force I whip the fish up with a fucking hanger or a fork Told that bitch, go ahead, sniff what you want There's plenty more to snort I had an outstanding warrant for a short Turn myself in, rocking Louis and all my jewelry I wore the court Cop pulled me over and my imported Porsche She said, this car must be 100K I said, you 40 short My niggas dropping bodies